Hello and welcome to 86 of this episode 86 of the Say Hey podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. I am Doug Hayes, aka Say Hey Doug. It is October 24, 2022. Bringing in my co host as always, Say Hey Rob. Rob, I'm off to a bad start, obviously. I can't read English. So, uh, how's it going, bro? Hey, man, it's hump day. Don't worry about it, man. We're, we're going to get through this. Uh, yeah, it's going great, man. Um, kind of waiting in sports purgatory right now you know we got that little five six day layoff because those alcs lcs series got done so quick so i keep having to remind myself that okay there's still a world series to be played and not go right on to football and the nba and all the other shit that i don't care about nearly nearly as much so but yeah a couple more days and you know we'll get some real uh real baseball back going but yeah a couple uh eventful days here out here about Aaron judge you hear about that stuff nope haven't seen anything <laughs> you know I I gotta say real quick to your point of like MLB like dude whoever whoever was you know tasked with doing the scheduling this postseason should like I don't know I'll be nice like they shouldn't be allowed to do anything fun for like a month like dude they had like like early day games uh during the week the last couple weeks then like they go and i know it was anticipation if series went longer like in the lcs's but you're going from sunday to friday no baseball like dude i would be pissed if i was the teams i understand like a couple days off kind of get rejuvenated game one refresh boom let's go but it's just it's not now like you could have started midweek and I know the NBA is getting going again, which is nice, but go like Tuesday or Wednesday. Like, I think game one should have been tonight. Uh, there's no NFL, you know, NBA is every other night anyway. So whatever. But, you know, tomorrow night there's NFL probably would have been overshadowed by that. Then Friday, especially since it's Ravens bucks. And then Friday, it's like, oh, it's the weekend. You know, high school football is popular in this country in case you didn't know. And <laughs> oh, no, let's get let's have game one on Friday night. And yeah. then game two is gonna be set. Like, dude, what are we doing? And in case yeah. you couldn't hear, I uh, I feel like crap. Uh, so I'm <laughs> sorry if my voice is bad. But Rob, yeah, go off of that. Sorry, dude. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, I can give her these guys a pass with the with the Friday starts because you anticipate those uh, those other series going longer. I understand that part. Sure. But the but the day games, I I couldn't agree with you more, man. The day games, the NLCS and the LCS, what the fuck are we doing, man? You would never see any other sport do that unless it's the NFL on a Saturday or a Sunday with a playoff game. That's that's it. But yeah, yeah baseball, NLCS, ALCS, get the fuck out of here. 11 a.m. our time. That's the worst shit. Uh, yeah. Just they, don't not cap- they don't get a pass on that one. Not capitalizing on opportunities to grow your game yes. at all. But anyways, yes. in real quick comment on what you said. Yes. Uh, in case you've been under a rock, there's been a lot of Aaron Judge and Giants involved in the same conversation stuff. Of course, it's a week after we released our Aaron Judge Dilemma episode. Um, you know, Yankees beat writer who works for the New Jersey Advanced Media, Randy Miller, uh, said the other day that the Giants like won't be outbid, um, and now he was on KMBR today. The Giants flagship station, six eighty, out in the Bay Area, and uh, was very adamant that he thinks that uh, Aaron Judge is going to end up in San Francisco. So you know, if you haven't heard our opinions from episode eighty five, go back. You can get that on Believe dot com or wherever you get your podcasts and uh, hear our takes on Aaron Judge. So yeah, and. Not only that, he was 
pretty adamant about uh, the Giants bringing in a couple of superstars with him, if that's going to be the case. So, yeah, you know, it got my attention a little bit, you know, tickled my fancy. So I'm not, get, not, not getting my hopes up at all. But, uh, yeah, it was nice to hear because uh, there I was just kind of driving around going from Modesto to Tracy today for work. And, yeah, I mean, there's this guy near close connection with the Yankees, you know, been around Judge for the last uh, eight, you know, eight years saying, oh, yeah, I'm, I fully believe he's he's going to San Francisco. And I'm like, well, okay, yeah, okay. And, yeah, I mean, if they're going to dangle around, hey, you know, we're bringing another couple guys too. Um, I mean, hey, all Rob and I got to do is say we were wrong and we get to enjoy the ride. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll get over it. Yeah, I'll get over oh, it. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll be just fine. But uh, before we get started, shout out uh, Kings Caps Ryan. Oh, that's good. Rob, uh, tonight I am sipping on a Firestone Melon Conspiracy. Conspiracy. I love Firestone, and this is a really good hazy. This is actually the first time I ever tried it at that sip right now, and it was legit. Oh. I love Firestone. I love going down there into Paso Robles, going to yes. their brewery. Um, but, man, this is uh, this is good. I'm a big Firestone guy, but I haven't tried this one yet. Very good. What are you drinking? Yeah, Firestone Union Jack. That's that's my go-to right, right there. Very my good favorite. one. My yeah, no, I'm pretty lame now. I just got a Corona, so uh, yeah, I've I've worked uh, six days in, in in a row now, so I'm kind of wearing down a little bit. So do you at least kinda, do you gotta at stay least, hydrated a little bit. Do you have a lime with it? Oh, the the lime's already in. Don't worry about okay. it. Okay, I was gonna say yes. it's, it's it's a sin to have Corona without a lime. Of course, of course. <laughs> All right. Well, so over the next couple episodes, Rob and I wanted to, and Rob brought up a good point uh, pre-show about how we did kind of already talk about, you know, players seasons they just had. Um, and so we're going to do a little bit of that again tonight, but in a different format, but we're also going to be looking more to 2023 than kind of looking back at 2022. So tonight we are going to start, uh, with the starting pitching rotation and talk about where it looks like it's forming into what it could look like in 2023, this next season. Obviously, this is the easiest one to cover first because this was by far the most successful unit um, within the Giants this year in regards to starting pitching, bullpen, everyday players. Um, the rotation was very good overall. Uh, I mean, you had uh, two like co-aces in terms of Carlos Rodon and Logan Webb. You know, uh, Rodon was a 288 ERA, Webb with a 290 ERA, and then Alex Cobb was brought in and had a brought in as a five guy and ended up being the, the number three guy. He had a great year, three, seven, three ERA. And then Alex Wood was okay. And then of course, Anthony DiScafani uh, was injured after just a handful of starts. And so we saw a lot of Jacob Junis um, get some starts and then a lot of opening opportunities for guys like John Brebbia. So talking, you know, about, who we know is going to be here next year. We know that Logan Webb is going to be here. Um, and who knows? Our buddy Steven Risotto keeps hammering out like, you know, when is Webb going to get that extension? It could be this offseason. Who knows? Um, but uh, Carlos Rodon, and we'll, we'll talk about him a little later. He's obviously on that option, that uh, player option that he's definitely going to decline and enter free agency. But Anthony DiScalfani will be in the rotation. He was brought back before 
this last season for a couple years after a pretty solid 2021. Alex Wood will for sure be there. And of course, Alex Cobb, uh, who will make $9 million, will be in that rotation as well. So at this moment, going into the offseason, there are four cemented spots in the Giants rotation. Um, You know, as of right now, Rob, even before we get to the fifth guy that we think will be there, and of course, with with this organization, you know that the Giants are going to want to have one, two, maybe even three guys readily available that can also start games, um, whether it be in Sacramento or in the bullpen for the Giants at the big club level. Um, how are you feeling about like those four right now? We got Webb, Cobb, um, Wood, and Scofani going into next year. All right. Well, you feel the best about Logan Webb, obviously. You know, he threw more, more innings this year than he has his entire, his entire career. So that was – you know, a big step up for him, and he he lost velocity towards the end of the year. I think we we all, we all saw that. Uh, he was getting hit around pretty good. Strikeout stuff wasn't wasn't quite there in August and September. But you know what? He he's the best part of the rotation come back next year. But I also feel like he has the most pressure because we we don't know where the Giants are looking to add in terms of how much that they, they want to pay for an, another starting pitcher. Yeah, I mean, if if the rumors are are, are true right, right right now about them being adamant and committed to bringing in a few superstars, no, no one this team's track record with uh, bringing in reclamation projects with starting pitching, they might they might not feel like they have they have to go out and pay a, a, a lot of money for a, another big arm like like the one they had crossword on. Maybe they feel like maybe they're confident they haven't shown it yet because like like Steven has said. He Logan Webb hasn't got that extension yet, which we all feel like is coming pretty pretty soon. But maybe they're gonna throw it into Webb's court and tell him, tell him, hey, you're gonna be the ace of this rotation. We're gonna go out. We're gonna go get somebody else and fill this rotation. But we feel like we can get a lot out of those four and whoever else that they, they bring in. It's gonna. I mean, it's not gonna be some 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 scrub or anything. It's gonna be a, a, a mid level guy, probably a guy a lot like Alex Wood or Alex Cobb. But, but I mean, I feel good about those four coming back. I think, but, but yeah, I think the most pressure is going to be on Logan Webb to take that step up and be a a, a bona fide ace because I'm not, yeah, I'm not convinced that they're gonna, you know, go balls out for another top line starter. That and the, the, the only question with with Alex Cobb has always been his health. You know, his his stuff has been so good. He totally overperformed his contract this year a lot, a lot like Discafani did last year. So, I I. I Want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say I'm confident in him coming back back next year uh, if he can stay out there. Uh, I felt the same way about Duscafani coming back into this year. Unfortunately, that didn't work out. He hurts his ankle, and I I've kind of questioned this entire time how significant that was. I think he had some some arm issues that they weren't really talking about. I mean, I don't I don't know how you can justify missing that much time with a with a lingering ankle issue. I mean, that that's one fucked up ankle. That's some Steph Curry shit, like way worse <laughs> to, to miss to I mean, he, Cause he, he got ruled out for the season by like may. Yeah. Cause I was yeah. like, oh, just cause just cause of an ankle issue. And the, it just, a lot of that didn't check out with me. And they, and a lot of the, a lot of the writers and stuff, they just kind of stopped talking about Deuce Scalfani. So, so yeah, I mean, I, I feel good about him coming back. It, if he's healthy, he's under contract for another two years. So, we, we, we got to deal deal with him one way or another. So 
and and I think Alex Wood is is probably probably the most the most re- reliable of knowing what you're going to get out of him because he's kind of been the same pitcher now for about four years. You know, yeah. he, he's he's not going to clip more than four, maybe five innings in, in most starts. I mean, it's it's kind of been proven with his uh, opponent's batting average his third time through the lineup. You know, he's gotten lit up pretty good, not just last year, but even in 2021. I mean, it was it was a glaring weakness in his game, but – I would I would think uh, most managers out there would, would would take a starter like like would where you know he's at least going to give you good shit most of the time his, his first two times through the lineup so so all, all in all just yeah, simple simple answer for the question I feel I feel good about those four coming back but especially with Scafani and Logan Webb you you need both of them to turn up a notch because I. Like, like I said, I'm not convinced that they're going to bring in another big arm to complement those guys. You know, in re- in regards to the top of the rotation, specifically talking Webb, again, he had he had a really good 2021, um, and then he had a really good 2022, and he was able to stay relatively healthy, make, I believe, uh, what was it? How many starts this year? Um, of course, my numbers went away. Uh, he made 32 starts, so he basically didn't really miss a start, um, which is good. But you pointed out his last few starts, velocity was down. It was the most innings he had pitched in his career. They were really cautious and careful with him down the stretch, which I know that, that one game he got pulled and he was throwing really well, and I was really critical of it. But kind of looking back at it now, it's kind of like, okay, maybe I kind of jumped the gun on that. Um but yeah, we know that Logan Webb is is going to be fresh coming into spring training in 2023. I think it comes down to it is do the Giants believe that this is the guy again? Like he doubled down on 2021. Mm-hmm. We know that at worst, like Logan Webb is a really good two starter. Um, but it yes. comes down to is he the is he the guy? Is he the ace? Because the other guys in the rotation, of course. And, 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 you know, you talked about him like Alex Cobb had a solid year, uh, especially, yeah, especially for, you know, what the Giants are paying him and he's going to be around for another couple years likely. Um, but, you know, Alex Cobb is a three, four starter. So is Anthony DiScafani. So is Alex Wood, maybe <laughs> a couple of those guys, four five. Um, but in regards of, of Cobb, I would love if he can kind of be the three, four guy. Still, it comes down to is Webb the is Webb the guy, and if not, then they're either bringing back Carlos Rodon or someone bigger. Um, if they're serious about competing next year, because again, this was the strength unit of the club. But uh, you know, if they were to keep these four, especially with the injury history that uh, Cobb, Discafani, and Wood have, they could find themselves in a hole quick. It doesn't matter what they add. Uh, to the everyday lineup um, or the platoon line. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is something that they're going to have to uh, really look at. We know that if this, if this uh, rotation stays healthy, they'll be okay. Um, I am, I am actually, I'm, I'm with you. And I think maybe we're in the minority of this because he does have a lot of haters out there. Anthony DiScafani. If DiScafani is healthy and there were, you know, more than just the ankle kind of like you pointed to, maybe there were some shoulder issues or something there, that was there had to be man. Cause he was just, he was completely different from what we saw the year before. Um, if Di Scafani is healthy, 
like we're going to get a pretty good starting pitcher. I mean, this guy in 2021, and, and again, he's had uh, an injury history as well. But in 2021, like he stayed fairly healthy. And the only time he struggled really were like four or five times against the Dodgers. Other than that, he had a fantastic year. And if we can get 80% of 2021 DeScafani, like sign me up, dude. Uh, that's he's going to be a great addition to the, to the rotation in, in comparison to last year. And then, yeah, like Wood, like you said, he's an old reliable guy. Um, uh, you know what you're going to get with him from him. He can be really good or he can be really bad. And so, uh, you know, hopefully they can fix that third time around the lineup issue uh, that he had this last year. I mean, he was getting tanked when he was getting seen for the third time. Yes. So definite decisions that need to be made. I'm I, I'm thinking either they bring in a guy that can be the possible 3-4 guy or an ace. Um, just add someone at the level of Cobb, DeScafani, Wood, or they're bringing in someone that's better than Logan Webb. Okay, so let, let me ask you, percentage-wise, what do you think the percentage is of Farhan and these guys going out and bringing in a starting pitcher who's probably better than Logan Webb? Less than 5%. Less than 5%? I do. I, I think – I know. That's fine. Hey, hey, we disagree on something. That's finally nice. <laughs> but, no, I don't know. My point being is I think the Giants are going to go spend a shit ton of money. If they're going to spend a shit ton of money, it's going to be on the batting order. And, I mean, we're starting to see that kind of float out now. I'll, again, you and I are on the we'll believe it when we see it boat, and mm-hmm. I'll, we'll stick to that. But if they're going to, you know, put push the uh, payroll up towards $200 million, I think a mm-hmm. lot of that's going to be, you know, with the bats. I think that if they add bats, if they do add to the rotation at all, you're going to see um, possibly like another Cobb, DeScafani, Wood, Jacob Junis kind of guy. It's not necessarily a reclamation project, but yeah, someone yeah. that's not going to break the bank open, you know? No, no. I, I that's my reasoning. Right, right. I know. And, and I, I, I agree. I don't think they're going to. But my percentage was going to be is around like 25%, you know? Ooh. So, I, yeah, I mean, I think I think there's a chance because it's a it's a glaring hole in, in when we're looking at this, this team. It's like, okay – they didn't make it with Carlos Rodon and Logan Webb. So if you take out Carlos Rodon, then shit, they're going to have to fill that somehow. At least you would think. You would yeah. think. So, yeah. so I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking along the lines of a guy like Zach Grinke, you know, somebody like that, uh, somebody who not, who's not better than, than Logan Webb, but who is pretty reliable and can get – you know, five, six innings, most starts it without, you know, getting the piss beat out of them. So, but yeah, after, and after what I heard today from Randy Miller, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to think, okay, if they're that committed to bringing in bats around judge, then yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that they're, they're going to bring in a superstar pitcher, but it, if you would ask me this, this morning or yesterday, I would have said there's probably, there's probably over a 50% chance that they were going to do that. But now, there's still a possibility that that they will, but how more, more unlikely now if if that's their if that's their uh, game plan in in terms of wooing Judge to San Francisco with guys like yeah. Trey Turner and yeah. whoever else that they're looking at. Yeah, I mean we've and not to stray too far away from the rotation talk, but we've heard like if the Giants were to add Judge, then they would 
try and bring in like a Trey Turner, which dude, sign me up. I love Trey Turner. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we all like today we heard possibly Anthony Rizzo, but I'm thinking like, say, like, say, for example, they bring in those three guys, judge Turner and Rizzo. Like that's going to be at least 80 million right there committed to those three guys, at least oh, bare minimum. Yeah, I mean, because you're getting 35 to 40 plus with Judge. You're probably getting approximately the same with Trey Turner, who's 30. Um, there's 60 right there. And then, I mean, so maybe 75 to 80. You can imagine Anthony Rizzo gets somewhere in between like 15 and 20 next year on a shorter deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, yeah, so that puts you in the high 100s. And trust me, it's not my money. If they go beyond 200 million, fucking do it and uh, spend the money and bring in some dudes. But I just think if, the, like, say those three guys are brought in, I don't think we're going to see, uh, an, and we'll talk about them in a sec, an opportunity of, like, a Carlos Rodon to return who's going to be approximately 25-ish a year um, over the next few years or bringing in, like, some people saying Jacob DeGrom. Like, I don't see that either. Um, yeah, Justin Verlander. I am – I feel like I'm the only one who said this. And, and a couple of you guys in the Giants chat Giant, Giants chatter admin group kind of laughed at me. I'm not saying you did. I remember, but like Brooks did when I said, I think Andrew Heaney is like a real opportunity for the Giants next year. I mean, he, he had, uh, where were his numbers here? He was, he pitched in 16 games this year, 14 starts, 72 inning, 72 and two thirds innings. He had a three, one ERA, a three, seven, five FIP. And he had 13.6 K's per nine. Like, mm-hmm. He was really effective. Again, I don't know if I would categorize Heaney as a reclamation project. I don't know. But <laughs> I could see the Giants coming in and maybe giving him a one-year, like, $10 million deal to, like, hey, come be, you know, we didn't need, need another lefty in the uh, rotation to fill Rodon's void. And, you know, if you stay healthy, you'll play and and you'll pitch. But it could be uh, an incentive-based contract, too. Like, you get to this certain amount of innings, you know, you'll get a bonus that kicks in. I just totally think that uh, Andrew Heaney is something, someone like that could be an option. And we haven't even really talked about the other two guys that are already in the, you know, organization. But Right, yeah. right, right. I, hey, you're, you're, so you're leaning of Andrew Heaney, Wade Miley type of guy. Nate Yavaldi, something like that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, we're we're thinking they'll probably go lefty if they're lefty. Yeah, if they're going outside the 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 rotation. Uh, A name before we move on. A name that popped that popped out to me, and I I knew once I saw you might be happy. You know, James Paxton has a thirteen million dollar club option with the uh, Boston Red Sox. Club option. I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they're not gonna pick that up good chance i mean he could uh not that that rotation's really good by any means but yeah i mean after his injuries the last couple of years he's probably not worth that 13 million dollars he may have to take something a lot cheaper which i remember before last offseason you and i wanted james paxton I know. and i I'm think not, we I brought it up i think we're i know i think we were like in the one year 10 million dollar area with it yeah. or something like that like yeah. he may actually get less than that now so I don't know. Maybe he's next year's Carlos Martinez. I don't, you know, I don't know. But um, yeah, I would like to have like a second lefty in rotation. I mean, but that's just me. Um, but let's talk about like the guys who were here this last year. First, 
Carlos Rodon. I, 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 again, of course, the one year he's with the Giants, he makes every single start. I'm not even talking about the last one where he was scratched because he totally could have pitched if they needed him to. I'm pretty damn sure. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but he dude had a great out. year. He was dominant. He was throwing mid to high 90s pretty much all year. I mean, he stayed healthy. This was the year that Carlos Rodon is totally capable of health pending, and he stayed healthy this year, and it paid dividends. I mean, it, it paid off for the Giants. I mean, it probably kept them in the wild card race, uh, you know, longer than it probably should have. Yeah. But he was so good this year. He was really good. Um, and he's going to decline that $22.5 million option for 2023. And he's probably going to go get a four- or five-year deal. Um, I would say at probably that's the minimum, the 22-ish a year. He's probably going to make upwards of 25. I think they're going to be multiple teams in on him that might up the bidding war a couple million dollars. So do I think Rodon can come back? I think he could, but uh, the odds not very good because, like we kind of mentioned a couple minutes ago, I think the Giants, if they're going to spend a lot of money, it's going to be on the offensive side. And I don't know if that would leave them much to bring back a guy like Carlos Rodon. Um, would I like to have him back? Sure. But I also do fear, you know, those injuries are going to creep up at some point. Um, and again, this was kind of like an, an anomaly year if you compare his previous years with like the white Sox, um he does not stay healthy and of course he did this year and like i hope i hope he doesn't because he's great for baseball he's fun to watch but carlos rodon likely is going to get hurt again significantly um in the upcoming future so well, that's my thoughts on rodon okay well yeah that's that's one way to put it um i i hope that doesn't happen well neither of us hope that happens yeah yeah but um yeah, I, I I got I agree with you on on, on this one. Um, I think he's out of the Giants' price range when it comes to pitchers. It's just there's yes. I mean, they can go out and try to woo a Clayton Kershaw, like like we, like another guy, somebody like that. I'm not saying him, but like some somebody like that if they're really looking to fill that 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 lefty void, like we were just talking about. But they they just they've had too much success with you know, getting pitchers on the cheap and pitchers who want to come to San Francisco and, and we'll, and we'll say, okay, yeah, I can do this for a year or two and try to up, up my stock. Yeah. And then I'll get the, don't get the fuck out of here, which is exactly what Crossroad, <laughs> that's what Crossroad Don's doing. And then maybe they'll get rewarded the way Di Scafani and, and uh, Alex Wood did. So, so there's so much more appeal with coming out to San Francisco to pitch. So, yeah, I mean, you, you, you say there was a, less than 5% chance of bringing in somebody better than, than Webb. I couldn't agree, agree more on with that number. When it comes to Carlos Rodon, there's no fucking way he's coming back. Okay. Um, I, you know, when you started talking about him, you said something that I really liked and you said, um, maybe Rodon may be out of the price range of a starting pitcher that the giants are willing to pay. Yes, you know, yes. they could go give, uh, multiple bats 35 plus a year yes. over the next however long but yeah for a starting pitcher because it's not their biggest need and we'll kind of transfer into why it may not be because guys like Jacob Junis and he could be brought back um, he's arbitration three level uh, guy this year so um, and I what was his uh, arbitration I think it's approximately like 3.3 million dollars which yeah. is not much 
um, they may just tender him and give that to him. Um, or they can non-tender him and try and, you know, spend a little less. I know he was injured for a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for like a month or two or in the first half of the season. Um, but Jacob Junis showed signs of like pretty darn good pitching. I was, I was worried that he would kind of revert back to Kansas city Junis after his injury. And he kind of came out of the gate when he came back, not so great, but I think he finished the season. Okay. He showed, he showed glimpses of like pitching. Well, um, I mean, 17 games this year started in 23 appearances, 112 innings, um, you know, a four, four, two ERA, a three, six, five FIP. So, you know, just another guy that got bit by that Giants defense this year. Yeah, no um, kidding. But, yeah, so I could I could definitely see the Giants bringing back Jacob Junis. And it doesn't mean he's the five guy, but it means that, I mean, they could start him in, in Sacramento or that he could be one of the guys in the bullpen that, hey, we need two or three innings out of you. Come on in and we'll see. So, Jacob Junis, what are your thoughts on him? Definitely, I see him as being that long relief guy on opening day. He'll take that Sam Long role, I believe, because I think I, I don't know what the future holds for for Sam Long, but I think Junis takes that. Ideally, Junis takes that that long relief role on opening day. They just did such a great job with him last year, basically telling him to. They eliminated his fastball because it was so bad. You know, in in, in years past, they he was like yeah. throwing that, that slider pretty exclusively. So yeah, that that injury. Um, I forget who he got injured against, but remember, it might have been the A's. I don't remember who the hell it was. I thought it was the Marlins. Maybe it was the Marlins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It might be one of those starts where Sean Jelly came in when he got called up. But yeah, he struggled a little bit coming back. He had that really, really bad outing against the Padres, which to, which to me, I don't know if, if that was that day game in San Diego in August where the Giants were kind of still hang hanging by a thread and the Giants scored like five runs off of Sean Manaya early. And That's then, right. Then Junis came out and I think he gave up like six runs before they even got him out. Yeah. In like the third inning. So yeah, not the same. But after that he rebounded quite well. And we were kind of seeing what we saw earlier earlier in the year from him. So I And he's twenty nine. I mean he's twenty nine. Yeah, whatever. It's cool. Yeah. So there's no there's no reason to settle on him be, being that five star. I really hope it doesn't come to that. If it does, um, bad things are happening most likely for the, for that pitching staff. But yeah, I would love to see him bring back just for depth for depth wise, because he was one of the guys you look at Matt Boyd and Carlos, Rod- Carlos Martinez, almost said Rodon, Carlos Martinez, who were brought in specifically for depth last year. It, it didn't pan out for him. So Judas was that guy. He was probably everybody's third option out, out, of, out of those three to, make it and contribute to the season, but he, he didn't help a job in the, the role he was given and he was better than Sam long for sure. Yes, he was. I do agree with that. Um, next guy we'll touch on, <clears throat> excuse me, Sean jelly. Now, <clears throat> not going to blow you away with velocity. Um, you know, kind of funky. I mean, the dude's like what? six ten. Uh, but he, he appeared in eight games this year. Now, no starts, and I, I, you know, you'd see on Giants Twitter, there was a lot of like, I would say frustration from fans. It's like, well, what are we doing with this guy? Because he would come in sometimes <laughs> like, like say Brevia made a start, then Jelly would come in and pitch three innings, you know, and like he never started at the big league level for the Giants this year. Um, his numbers weren't fantastic. He had a five, seven, six ERA, three, five, one FIP, which is respectable. Um, so again, maybe another guy that got bit by the defense, but um 
yeah, I mean, his I, – I guess I want to see more from Sean Jelly, but not quite at the big level yet, if that makes sense. Um, so I think that he is kind of that insurance guy. He's pre-arbitration eligible. He's not ma- – he's not, you know, hitting the payroll at all. So I think they definitely should just, hey, start the year off in sack, figure things out, you know, maybe – Maybe he doesn't start the year with sack, and he kind of does like what hitters like Joey Bart and David Villar did this year. And when they're not playing in AAA, maybe they're up with a big le- uh, big league club like instructors working on stuff on the side that nobody sees. And then it kind of came back and worked out for those guys like Barton VR. Um, I'm not giving up on Jelly by any means. I just I I don't, especially early in the season, I don't think he's going to be one of the starting options but i think we need to bring him up because besides the next guy who we're going to talk about sean jelly's the closest guy that's ready in the farm system technically so yeah if sean jelly's got a pitch uh the giants trouble. are in big fu- fucking trouble um may- maybe some fans haven't given up on him maybe you haven't but i pretty much have basically there debt down the stretch if they, if they weren't willing to give him a start like what 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 the fuck was the point of having John Brady go out there one inning and then putting Sean Jelly in, in a meaningless game as the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life and I get it if you're in a pennant race and this is something you've been doing all year but this guy is a big fat question mark you know in, on your farm and you're not willing to give him a, a start uh, ever even when you're 40 fucking games out of first place <laughs> like so i had higher hopes for sean jelly than i did about well i mean back in sep- september august than i do now because when the giants did that that tip that tipped me their hand on him right there they they expect nothing out of that guy he was just filling innings at the end of the year when no, when nobody else wanted to pitch so hey i i, I hope i'm wrong i hope he figures it out and I hope the Giants feel comfortable enough to give him a start if that's necessary but I don't I don't see it man and it just wasn't it wasn't pretty in a lot of his starts yeah the defense sucked but it sucked for everybody this last year so if it comes to that it's gonna be bad news bears I don't I don't disagree um like I said I don't think they should count on him being part of the rotation at any point, because I agree with you. If, if he is, they're in trouble. That means at least, you know, two guys are down uh, via injury. Um, last guy who's within the organization we'll talk about, and then we could, you know, talk for a couple minutes about guys who are free agents. But Kyle Harrison, who some think that he's the number one prospect in the giant system. Um, you know, throughout the league, he's ranked like two or three behind uh, Marco Luciano, I don't think Luis Matos isn't really up there anymore. He struggled in 2022, but um, and not not a knock on him. Maybe he comes back and has a better year this year. But Kyle Harrison across the board is like a top two prospect in the San Francisco organization. Uh, had a great year. He had a great 2021, um, but in 2022, he only made seven starts in Eugene before they promoted him to double A Richmond. 84 innings in Richmond, 18 starts. Uh, three one one ERA, thirteen point six case per nine, so dominant stuff. Um, did have a four point one eight walks per nine, so I guess that's one of the knocks on him is he will uh, get wild at times and and will walk a few guys. But I think we can all agree, like Kyle Harrison's gonna start the year in Sacramento probably, 
Um, and I don't know how many starts it is. I think it depends on how desperate they are in need of a starting pitcher from within, you know, instead of like, if they don't sign someone this off season, uh, it could be, you know, five starts. He's throwing well, all right, let's give him a shot or, you know, 10 to 15 starts and it's just past the all-star break and they need to bring him up to fill a spot. Um, but I think for sure we're going to see Kyle Harrison in this Giants rotation at some point in 2022 or 2023, right? Yeah, Kyle Harrison is probably far and, far and away has the best stuff in the entire system. It's probably not close. Unfortunately for people like you and me, we haven't been able to see him pitch in person in a couple of years. Yeah. I, I, I did a couple of years ago, but that's been a long time now. So I, I wish I had a better feel and better take for, for him. Uh, read all the great stuff uh what he had what 12 like 12 11 strikeouts in four innings in one of his starts in in yeah. in, 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 in richmond like he yeah. he, threw, he threw a shit ton of pitches but it was it was recently after he, he had gotten uh, gotten that, that promotion so obviously the the stuff's there and the and the giants are kind are they're they're certainly lacking in, in that department right now especially from le- from left-handed pitching you know alex wood isn't the strikeout pitcher he he used 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 to be but so that kind of opens up a, a need from from the left side, maybe not right away, but at some point, like it it, it can't come down to guys. I'm not saying it to be Sam Long, but somebody like Sam Long to fill in as a, as as you, your other lefty starter, just to switch switch things up. And we know the Giants; they're all about analytics, and mm-hmm. you know they they want those matchups. And but I, yeah, I say if we're gonna go go that route let's get a lefty up here who can do some fucking damage and strike some people out and won't happen right away like you said i'm thinking maybe around fourth of july maybe that that that'll be his his moment we'll see um i we don't know if he's gonna start the year in sacramento i would would imagine he's gonna end up there rather quickly if he if he doesn't start the year there and then as we all know once you get to sack with the the giants unless your name's Elliot Ramos, you're gonna get the call up pretty pretty quickly at, at some point. Now, Rob, you said Fourth of July, like in an ish, right? I mean, ish. If, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, set date. I'll tell you what: if we don't see Kyle Harrison until July, I th- do you agree? Like that means the first three months of the season, you know, April, uh, May, June, the rotation's probably doing fairly well. Then I would think. That means they're doing well and everybody's staying healthy. Like I don't want to hell. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't. I don't want to predict injuries because that's that, that's bullshit and that's always a cop out. But I'm assuming, especially because especially because they're all under contract too. There's at least four guys. We don't know who the fifth that fifth guy's going to be yet. But we have they have four guys who are making money on the on the big on the big league big league roster as of right now. So if they're all healthy, they're all going to be pitching. All right. So let me ask you the ultimate question. Obviously, you feel like. Rodon is gone and I I do too for the most part I I I don't think there's a good chance that he's back but if he's gone do the Giants sign another starting pitcher and if they do is it like we said like what you think is it more of a frontline guy or is it what I think more of a back-end guy I think it's more of a back-end guy I I think there's a bigger shot for a high-end guy than you do clearly but yeah i agree with your andrew heaney assessment um somebody like him yeah wade miley uh hell 
it sucks he has such a good year, but you know, T- Tyler Anderson is available again. Um, he is, and he had a fantastic year a with fantastic the Dodgers. Fantastic year, and there's no, and you know, there's no goddamn way he's going to pitch that well again. But you know, it's <laughs> nice. To th- it's nice to think about. Um, Mike Miner, you know, that, that that that's another dude who I I've been predicting Mike Miner to the Giants now for like five years, and it hasn't happened. So, so it just makes so much sense. It, it just does. He's a lefty, and yeah, it would it would help, and he wouldn't have to sign for more than a year or two, and. It's 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 guys like that that I think we have grown accustomed to thinking that's who the Giants are going to target because they can come in here have a good year or two and prolong their career. Whether and whether they succeed after San Francisco is is a, another story. But you you get another contract in baseball that's guaranteed money, man. Whether they you, you sign that that dotted line, they could cut you, you know, a week later. But you, you're getting that you're getting that money, so. Yeah, I it's going to be a, a, a back end guy. Uh, we can hold out hope that it can it'll be a, a high end type of person, and that you know that that that's really loose because there's guys like he's he's not a lefty, but a guy like Michael Waka, who came out of nowhere this last year with Boston, best year he's ever had. He's been around forever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> long time. I mean, so he's he, he's like back in the NLCS when the Giants won the World Series that long. Yeah, Jane. Jameson Tyon, uh, you know, from, you know, out of, out of the Yankees, you know, former yeah. pirate. He, he was looking like he was going to be a surefire all-star, you know, his, the first two months of the year. And then he went, he slowly went South, but yeah, this is, this is a really, really interesting year for the uh, starting pitching market. And it, it doesn't help these middle of the road guys like, yeah, like, like, like Heaney and, and Miley and Walken and guys like that. And Tyon, it doesn't help that you got all these old dudes, like older dudes like DeGrom and Verlander and, you know, Adam Wainwright, you know, you have all, all, all these dudes who've been around a long time who are coming off good years. And, you know, they're, they're probably in all in good spots to poach one last solid contract from somebody. I just don't think that solid contract to be from the giants. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Clayton Kershaw he, too. You know, uh, there is one that's like intriguing here to me. I'm looking at these lists of upcoming uh, starting pitching free agents, and I know he's had injury history, and, but Noah Syndergaard's there. Yeah, he's a free agent. That's, um, that's another one. Yeah, um, he's gonna Sean get a Manaya. Sean Manaya is going to be a free agent. He's a lefty. I he feel like cheat. he. No, he, he won't be cheating. He's probably <laughs> going to get a three to four year deal. I don't know if the Giants want to, especially if they're not going to go out and get a bona fide front end guy. Doubt it's going to be for a guy that's more than one to two years max. I could, I just kind of answer my own question. I think, I think the Giants do not for sure, like I said earlier, sign a front end guy. I think they, they put a lot of faith in Logan Webb, who's going to be 26 this upcoming season. Um, and, you know, hoping that guys stay healthy and Kyle Harrison's ready to go maybe for that second half of the season and can stay up. Uh, cause you know, I, I think that again, I'm with you. We haven't seen Kyle Harrison pitch in person in a long, in a while. Um, but I think his ceiling, this is pure speculation, his ceiling if he were to come up this year is like, Hey, he could end up being a solid two punch with Logan Webb. If the giants happen to reach a postseason next year, yeah. along with, you know, like an Alex Cobb. Um, but again, a lot of these guys are, if, if, if they can stay healthy. So 
Uh, yeah, I, I do. I just see no big name, but maybe they bring in like an Andrew Heaney. I really am kind of in on Andrew Heaney to be like the back end of the guy, back end of the rotation addition um, for me. So, yeah, I mean, that's uh, we kind of just want to talk about the rotation, what we think it's going to look like in 2023. Obviously, there is a lot of offseason to go, and I'm sure we'll circle back to this particular group at some point you know if the giants do end up signing another starting pitcher or when you know free agency is starting to heat up and guys are starting to sign um but yeah uh you know either this uh the next episode will either uh focus on the bullpen which was a big hiccup in 2022 uh and then after that we'll probably focus on the bats so rob any closing words before we get out of here for episode 86 um Excited for the World Series. I, I do miss baseball, even though I pretend like I don't most of the time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because the Giants pissed me off so much this year. But, nice. but yeah, you know, just kind of, I think once the World Series starts, you know, they'll give me one last little little boost to uh, get me excited about the uh, winter meetings and all that. Fixed. Because, yeah, yeah, you got you to gotta see where, where, the, where the Giants went wrong and, it's 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 funny, you know. I don't want to go too long here, but with the with when you watch the Phillies play, <laughs> and you look at the Giants, you 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 can't but wonder. Damn, these teams are are a lot alike. All, all, all they are, it's just it's a it's a squad of DHs. But w- w- what did they do? They found a way to get in, and here they are. They don't, the the Phillies don't play any defense either. The Giants were like probably the worst team in baseball this year playing defense. The Phillies were, were, were pretty close as well. I mean, they, they kick the ball around all the time. So you're going to, I mean, me personally, I'm, I'm going to be frustrated watching, watching the Phillies play. Cause I don't think they're that, they're that much better than the giants were this year, but they that's, got hot. That's fair. They do have, they do have a couple big names though. That's what the Giants. They do. That, that might be the difference. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, hey, make sure uh, if you want to listen to our past episodes, uh, go to Believe.com or you can find your podcast wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Say Hey Podcast so you can get notified whenever a new episode is out. Uh, Thanks for joining in as always. For Say Hey Doug, Say Hey Rob, thank you. And until next time, go Giants. Go Giants. Say hey. Say who? Say Willie. Say hey. Say who? Swinging at the plate, say hey, say Willie, that giant kid is great, say hey. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.